Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask him to stop doing start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth to plead the fifth. And now I'm coming back from one. Bling, a really big ring. Basquiat with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. Not Lena Dunham, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, she's in the news again, right? It's a good article. It's a I've very good it. article. I read it this morning because Anna woke me up from sleep and said, Did you read Lena Dunham's article? And I said, Anna, I was just asleep. Yeah. It was a, written by Lena Dunham? Nah, it's this black woman who writes for The Cut. I think okay. it's like a maggot. It's a magazine within The New Yorker, which doesn't make sense because The New Yorker is a magazine. Mm-hmm. But uh, I believe that's what it is. But uh, it's like a it's a profile on her where this black woman followed her around for a few years and wrote about her. Did Lena Dunham know she was following her around? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's that's yeah. <laughs> Jakees, what that's Yo, what profiles are. <laughs> Yo, Jakees, what do you think profiles are, bro? Like this nigga's like spying on them and be like, That's what I, that's what I thought. I thought she was like, <laughs> I'm gonna pick one person if I can spy on. Go read some profiles, dude. <laughs> I mean, how dope would that be though? Like <laughs> Lena Dunham didn't know I was following her. <laughs> But I've been following it, and this is what I found out. Uh, Are we rolling? I didn't read it. We rolling? Okay, cool. Let's just continue with that conversation then. Yeah, let's continue with that conversation. Let's just start with that. Did you get your key saying that very wild thing about following around? Of course, I got your key saying that. Perfect. But yeah, no. The way that a profile works is like you like it's like you're getting the person as vulnerable as you can get them. And what can kind of suck about profiles sometimes. Uh, one that I think about always is like this show called. Did you ever watch a show called Extras? Yeah, somewhat. Not, Ricky Gervais. Not yeah, there's a very funny episode of Extras where he's having a profile done on him, and he like sets up his apartment to like be all cool, and then he has this lady come in and pretend like he's about to get this big movie role, and it completely falls flat. Mm-hmm. But the truth in that is like that's how these artists treat their profiles. Is like this is a chance for me to kind of show off my best self. So they're not. It's not always a very honest look at the person. Right, right. But the thing that was very interesting about this profile, and she kind of starts it off this way, and this, uh, uh, Sophie, can you find out what this woman's name is? Because I want to get this queen's name right. Yeah, her name Um, is Allison P. Davis. Thank you. Allison P. Davis is a very good writer and talks about, in the beginning of that, that um, from the very get, she got too much information from Lena Dunham. Like, Lena would, like, send her texts that, like, at the time, Lena Dunham was going through surgery. And, would, and like, pictures. She was sending, like, texts and pictures of, like, her uterus and stuff like that. And she was like, <laughs> what she the says fuck? at first it felt overwhelming, but then I got used to the intimate snippets of her life. Yeah. But that's what's so fascinating about it is that, like, Lena Dunham in this entire profile is very unapologetically herself in a way that I don't think most people are in their profiles. The last time I saw a profile that was this honest was the one that I think Variety or Vulture did about Miles Teller that made him look like a complete douchebag. Right. But you could tell that he didn't know that that's how he was being received. Like, he was just being himself, and then the the woman who was writing the article was just like, this nigga sucks. Right. But Lena Dunham was just, like, so open. Like, uh, there's, like, a part in this thing where she's, like, they're, like, talking about blackness or whatever, and then she, like, asked the woman, like, are both of your parents black? And just, like, What? Lena Dunham. Dunham acts that? Yeah. And this woman is black, black? The, the writer is black, yeah. And like... Like can't even be mistaken for I don't, possibly I mixed. mean, I don't know what she looks like, okay. but I was like, even if, you don't Still, ask that. you don't ask that, yeah. I mean... But that's what's so dope about the article is that Lena Dunham 
throughout the entire she talks about how she wanted to name this this cat that she had Rosa but then made a joke where she's like I'm too afraid of doing it because of you know Rosa Parks yeah this woman <laughs> oh yeah she's pretty black yeah <laughs> she's pretty black looking at that picture say. um yeah she black as hell but I uh, not, but, what are we gonna say I'm reading okay this. so yeah, do you not do you not think that alright oh, well first let me ask this how did this profile portray Lena Dunham? Did it portray her as kind of trash? It it portrays her as someone who is very much so comfortable with who she is to the point right. that it annoys other people. And it does question whether or not that has to do with the fact that she's a woman. But it also doesn't shy away from the fact that Lena Dunham is very is a very privileged white woman. Right. Like right, she right. talks about that extensively. Her house sounds very ugly. The one in Connecticut? Or the oh no, her one in Los Angeles. The one yeah. with purple snakeskin poofs, leopard print rungs, and a bright green wall. Yeah, well don't know about that aesthetic. Keep reading. She kinda of talks about why she does it, but it's very interesting. This is very good. This is like one of the better like wow, it's written very like It's written very well. Yeah. But what were we gonna say, Jakees? So Alright. So she's portrayed how she's portrayed, fine. And you were saying that it, it, she was kind of open and all that shit. Yeah. Do you not think that if you know that you are supposed to be open, that you can't overcompensate, which in turn makes it not genuine? I would agree with you, except I don't think that there's anything that she says here that is to her benefit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's not like she was just like, oh, I'm going to reveal this sexy, like, right, she, right, right. she talks about, like, her endometrius. And the fact that she had her uterus removed. Like, the shit that she starts opening up and talking about, I'm just like, you don't... We don't need to know this. No, you don't not need to tell us we that. We don't need to know this, but there's like, you don't gain anything from telling us this. Because I know what you mean, where like, you can be open to the point where it's self-serving. Right. But here's the thing, though. I, I, a lot of, here's something that fa- fascinates me with when people have been dragged, uh... For instance, how Lena Dunham has in the past, right? I mean, she's consistent. I mean, Consistently she's getting dragged, dragged for she's this. She's getting article. dragged for this. <laughs> but even just even even like not to derail the conversation, not to take it too far off. But even let's go to the extreme of somebody like Donald Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much him, but people in that realm. These people aren't dumb. I think people always yeah. assume that these people are dumb. Yeah, like she knows how she's portrayed. She has to. And she has to know how she's portrayed. And this maybe, article really argues that she's she oblivious to she it. She doesn't get it. Okay. Like, See, I but there's that, a difference between not getting it. That, the, and well, yeah. So far, the only thing she's defended herself on is being like a pet murderer. Well, okay. well, it gets more interesting when it gets to like her being called out and like she kind of talks about it. But what were we going to say? I was going to say like there's a difference between not getting it and not knowing it, if that makes any sense. Yes. Like. She has to know. She's her. She has to know. But in her mind, it's probably like, no, that's not it. Or she does, there's some type of block. Yeah. Some, I don't know. I don't I, know. I, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, when it comes to like the whole uh, uh, um, color blindness that she has in terms of her casting, and I, let me be fair, just before anyone comes at me, you know, I'm not, I know I'm not the uh, Puesto hood nigga that people want me to be, Puesto. but I'm a big. <laughs> I'm a big girls fan. I do love the show. And, and nigga, I, only one of us can be the Puesto Hood niggas in this room. And that's but, me. Um, <laughs> I do I do so I do really enjoy the show. But it did bother me that 
you know, she didn't have a lot of people of color in it. And then the one time she did, she made Donald Glover a black Republican and all that stuff. But then her excuse for it, which makes me think, man, this girl really doesn't get it. And she's like, well, no one really thinks about how hard it was for me to, like, you know, know diverse people because I come from, like, this elitist New York world where there wasn't a lot of diverse kids and all that stuff. And everyone, like, you know, reading that, I'm like, but, yeah, nigga, that's why you have to try harder. Like, that's right. why you have to. yeah. So I, I think that there is a little bit of obliviousness to it. It doesn't seem it. It made a lot of the stuff that she did seem a lot less intentional, which I don't know if that's better or worse. I think it's. I don't know. Part of, me wants it, to, part of me wants to say it's worse, but then you think about it and it's like, eh, if you're intentionally trying to make a point, this is crazy. Uh, then. She's just—I I don't know. I don't know, bro. She's just—I think she's just I think truly she's, a precocious person that, like, you know, is also famous. Do you like her more now? I don't like her more, but I definitely sympathize. I mean, you the amount of pain that she's been in over the last four years with her uterus and all that stuff is fascinating to me. Yeah, I mean, I think we can separate the two, though. Uh, as a human being, we can feel sorry for, her, but as an empathetic. Or empathy toward... But can you? I mean, like, she's been having her insides flipped around for the last four years. I don't know if you can separate that from anything she's done. How can... From... So, for example... Okay, go ahead. They were talking about the thing where she she defended Murray Miller. Right. And they were saying that that tweet that she sent was, like, two days fresh of the surgery that she had. (laughs) Okay. And, like, I was like... That's a good point to bring up. Is like that she was not. She didn't have all her faculties. That they didn't say that. They just said think about where she was at the time. And like I, I don't know. I, I'm a big person of context. And what, like, what, okay, first of all, for people who don't know, what, Murray what was Miller the... was being accused of rape, and then right. she was like, "This is one of the situations in which I think the story isn't true." Okay, and and of what course, you're saying people is didn't like that. Of course, but what you're saying is now knowing that this was two days after her surgery. surgery we can kind of see why she was in a loopy state of mind. That or I, I her mind was I don't in, think it's loopy. I think it's just mentally just It's like the la- yeah, it's just the last thing on her mind right now. Yeah. And they're also talking about like how people kept being like where has she been during the whole time out movement and all this stuff and I'm like I'll tell you where she's been. It's very clear. She's fucking been hospital bed. Hospital like, beds. Yeah, yeah, like in all this stuff. Well, yeah, dude, this this kind of brings me something I wanted to talk about too, but I I I, I see what you're saying. Uh that, and again, I'm not. This idea, I'm not defending her. I know, I know. But this idea, I, well, yes, you still have to say that because people will think you are defending her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this idea that, first of all, I want to say you got on one of the Culture Kings Martin logo shirts, and I just keep looking at it, and it's pretty fucking dope. Like actually seeing <laughs> it, I love it. Uh, but yeah, I, I get it. I, this idea that everybody has to be front and center. Uh, s- socially, to the point where we can see it, mm-hmm. is fascinating to me. Uh, because let me tell you what I would rather. Let me tell you what I would rather. I would rather somebody actually goes out and puts the time in. Not saying Lena Dunham is doing this, but just in and for sake of conversation, I would rather somebody go out and put the time in, or somebody donate their money or their time than always seeing them post on social media. Somebody posting on social media gets all the hype because we can see that they, oh man, they, they're woke, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But somebody who don't need that, 
and who's doing shit that they know can help people, whether they get adoration or not, is doing much more. So you, you're not into yeah you're you're not into performative I'm apologies. Not in, I'm and not performative into growth. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I think there's a place for that. I think yeah. I think there is something to be said for. Because you know the flip side to that is we as society need need to see sometimes That's people say. like society needs receipts. Society needs receipts. Society needs to see people making an effort. Society. Yeah. So there is a time and place for that. But like somebody who's always just beating their chest, I'm doing. I you know you can't be saying this. You can't be doing that, and are just talking about it, but ain't being about it. You know that's. I think one of the problems with her to relate it back to her is that she's doing neither, and that's what well, kind of upsets exactly. people. Exactly. <laughs> that's and that's and and like I said, I'm kind of transitioning to something that's something else. But, but in yeah. her case, then there's a flip side to that. Like if she in the hospital, I don't want to say almost dying, but like in pain and in shit. Pain. I mean, she's nigga, going... you don't need her in times. I like you got enough. Why don't your ass get up and die? <laughs> she's going through menopause right now at the age of thirty-two. Yeah, like what? That's insane. We we are doing just fine without her voice. Yeah, like she can let her deal with her life. I think it made people upset because like she showed up at the Golden Globes and like took a picture with so everyone, what? and then they're just like, "You weren't here when we were doing all this other work." She and can't like... like live. <laughs> she <laughs> can't hey, live. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. I mean, I, I don't get. I just don't get. So that then, sometimes, who is? Man. What made do you think of the situation that you were bringing up? So the thing that made me think about was it, it Gina Rodriguez? No, what? What happened with that? Well, we can get into that. Another All time. right. I mean, I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it in the back burner. All right, back burner. Because a lot it's of people. There. There's been a lot of people getting dragged on Twitter this weekend. I don't it know has if you've been, been following. dude. It's been it's been crazy. I some have... of them are actors. Some of them are in the NBA. Some of them. Uh... The NBA one is wild. <laughs> wild. I don't know if we could talk about that NBA one. We can, but we can talk about why he should be getting dragged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it has nothing to do with why he is getting dragged, no, uh, yeah. which is in his own. I p- prompted me to write some shit like earlier to or yesterday or some yeah. shit on Twitter. But I, you know, all right. So I posted something. An article came out today about how Bernie Sanders wants to. Uh, he says, "If I'm the best candidate to be, I think I'll be the best candidate to be Trump." So I, you know, I'm probably going to run in 2020. Blah blah blah. And I posted, based on that article, that, man, you know, it would be great to have a progressive probably run for office that isn't close to 80 years old. Sure, yeah. That's a (laughs) fair request. That's a fair request. If it is him, then it is him. But, like, I would love to see somebody more who will see the future that they're running for Mm -hmm. versus somebody who was alive during a fucking dust bowl. So So I put it that. And it turned into like a fucking almost seventy-five comment thread. I mean, you're you're the reason why I stopped looking at Twitter this morning because I was I, like, I am I can't keep seeing Jaquise and this nigga argue. <laughs> I it was, I was yeah exactly, and then but it leads me to this like everybody always we can't have differences of opinions, mm. and then when we do, I feel like people shut down and hearing like what your actual side is. Mm. And then, like, in that instance, and this dude knows who I'm talking about. I ain't got nothing against him. Cool dude. We interacted on Twitter before. But it's like, yo, we fighting. We we want the same shit. Mm. <laughs> like, what are we arguing about, right? Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with the Lena Dunham thing, whereas 
not the Lena Dunham thing in general, but the whole like, well, she wasn't, you know, saying nothing about Time Out and you were at the Golden Globes and all that stuff. What if she wants the same thing that you want, but she's just not or going at it about the same way that you Absolutely. are? Absolutely. Like, does that mean she's wrong? No. And no, it doesn't. And I and I want to add a correction. I've been saying Time's Out, which has been making you say Time's, time's up. Out. Time's uh, up. It's, it's Time's Up. Hey, dude. Nice Time's Out pen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I agree with you. And I think that that's one of the biggest issues with the left is the people that we like to fight with the most. Ourselves. Are ourselves. I mean, it's happening right now with Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Like, she can't even get to speakership clearly because there are people in the left and no one wants to talk about this, but the niggas in the left are basically fucking Republicans. They're a bunch of moderates being like, we don't want a woman in charge. Mm. And and then, then she gets on her soapbox of being like, well, look at how we're attacking women. And then, like, then it just turns into this whole fucking thing where we spend so much time fighting ourselves and uh, 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 like Kanye says in, um, I believe it's all files down. All white man gets paid off of all of that. You know yeah, what dude. I mean? Like they're just sitting there being like, shit, y'all can't get y'all shit organized. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, man. You know, if 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 me and you are about to fight, like we about to get in the ring and fight. And before I step out to the middle of the ring with you, I just punch myself. And my fucking team punches me 500 times. I'm going to be weak as shit by the time I come to fight you, Absolutely. dude. You're going to beat my ass. Oh, I'm definitely. Like, and I was already going to beat your ass before I mean, if you were fully healthy. I mean, come on, nigga. Come on, nigga. Come on. Come <laughs> on. Uh, but, you know, so, it, and, and it's just the, and that you would think that would seem so fucking basic, right? But it's not. And I get it. I'm not saying we all need to agree there. No, there, there are problems and causes that should be forwarded. Yeah, there are problems on our own side that should be forwarded. There are, there are shit in the black community that... We don't have to agree on, but yeah. I think people lose sight that we are usually trying to fight for the same fucking thing, right? 100%. Uh, and unlike sports, where everybody has to be on the same page, this is not like that. You know, like yeah. the Golden State Warriors, they all have to be on the same page, right? Mm -hmm. In order to get to a championship. Absolutely. You can't have KD saying, I want to do iso ball, and Steph Curry saying, well, I want to pass the ball more. No. Like, there has to be some type be of common unison. ground. You, I, do I appreciate you using this metaphor? No. Uh, but I mean, I, well, <laughs> they're going to win the title. <laughs> I mean, Maybe. KD doesn't want to play iso ball. He's being forced to. But <laughs> right, right, who's right. right. Who's he going to pass to? Damian Jones? I mean... Pass to Steph Curry. Steph Curry not playing. Well, then when Steph Draymond Curry come back, that, that's why they losing on them damn games. Uh, but they're still like right at the top of the league. Yeah, but anyway, I'm not tripping at all. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So you know, it's not like that with social causes and causes that affect our community. There are to you to get to get to go to religion, for instance. Please. Please, let's take this conversation there are to another thing. There are multiple paths to heaven, right? And I think that a lot of people in the Christian faith think there's only one path to heaven. Sure. Say you're saved by Jesus, mm -hmm. and you'll get to heaven, right? Mm -hmm. But you mean to tell me somebody born on another side of the world who ain't never heard of Jesus is automatically going to hell, just because, but they can be a great person? So you're automatically going to hell just because of where they fucking were born at? I mean, you just described to me why I don't believe in religion at all. It well, exactly. Make no damn sense. Exactly. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. But there are more paths to get to the promised land that we want to where we don't have to always act like the person on our side is sure. the enemy. That is but what I'm saying. Allow me to play devil's advocate for sure. a bit. 
I think what the issue runs into is that there are certain people who feel like their issues have always taken the back seat. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a big thing with uh, uh, HRC back in 2016 yeah. is a lot of the Bernie supporters, a, lo- a lot of them being young millennials of color, were just like, great, we're going to put in this person. That's dope. I get it. We should all believe in this. This is a woman candidate. Yeah, 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 yeah. But – she did things in the past or was the face of things in the past that has been destructive for my community yeah. and all that stuff. But you're telling me to swallow that for the better of the party mm-hmm. and for the better of this. Whereas my people have been doing that forever. Yeah. Like, and I think and we don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And I think the anger comes from that is just like, you know, you know, a, a, a common thing sometimes is like, oh, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. But then at some point you're just like. Well, not nah, nigga. I want to talk about it now, and be like, "Well, we're about to go play." But no, no, no. I've had this problem for a while, mm-hmm. and that's when you get the kind of eruptions that you know to relate this Even back to basketball. It. The Draymond Green thing—it had been bothering him for a while. Yeah, it had been bothering him for a while, so it came to head in the middle of that game. And I think you know, voters of color for a while had been feeling that they were taking the backseat on certain issues and stuff like that, even while there was a black candidate mm-hmm. and. So it came ahead in 2016 where there was this huge split where people just sat out because they're just like, I don't feel represented. Yeah. And I know. And I pe- get that. I know people that didn't vote. Yeah, I do too. And, and I, I get I that. I sympathize with them. I get that. I get that 100%. Yeah. Uh, my, my thing is to kind of piggyback off of that, that there are, what, what am I trying to say? My thing is mostly to mm-hmm. piggyback off of that is I think sometimes we do lose sight of the fact that even, like, for instance, this argument I got in today with the the dude on Twitter. Like, we both voted for Bernie. Yeah. We both want a progressive mm-hmm. thing. My thing was, I just would love to see as somebody who more represents the people I see around me yeah. and not another 80-year-old white man, which is very much the norm in politics. Sure. And then it was like, but let me tell you why Bernie is this. And I'm like, dude, like, what are we arguing about? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we know. arguing about? So I, and so I think because of that, because of what you said, which is, which was a warranted fucking uprising in our community and our, on our side, whatever you want to say, it was a warranted uprising. I think because of that, we are now taking that fucking argument and putting it to everything for social issues mm-hmm. when we don't necessarily have to. I you know, I don't necessarily disagree with you. We don't necessarily have to. That's not saying, yo, that's not saying don't speak up. Speak up, speak your mind. Don't pick your, your rattles a little bit. Pick your battles. Like, am I the person, like, is me saying, like, I would rather having a 50-year-old or 40-year-old woman progressive or person of color progressive. But then I guess. Jaquise. A battle worth picking as opposed to, nah, we won't Bernie. Like, but is that I a battle? Jaquise, the question would be then, is that a battle that you could have picked? Like, I mean, you know, I mean, Bernie. And, I, and again, I did read some of it. I read some of that Twitter feed. But I, I did kind of be like, he had the numbers to beat Trump. Like, he, like, and, like, polls showed that he had a way better chance to beat Trump than Hillary did. Yeah. Um, but also, that wasn't what I was talking about. No, but yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm that wasn't saying. what I was talking about. So, but but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing with that. If we're going to get on that argument, we're going to get on that argument. Yeah, polls show that now, blah, blah, blah. I agree. It show that now. It showed that then. Yeah. That's but, why people were so upset with that the delegates were voting against them. Yeah. But then you'll hear the argument, 
that we just don't want to run a candidate out just because we think they can beat Trump, right? Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, then what do you, like, what do you want? Do you want a candidate who you think can beat Trump? Do you want a candidate who is more in line with your ideals? Do you want a candidate who you want and not necessarily who the more moderate establishment wants? All of it is fine. Mm-hmm. But just realize that you wanting who you want is the same as somebody else wanting who they want. Yeah. Like, that's not any different. No. And we can't act like it's different. No, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think we're talking about a lot of things right now. We are. We're talking but about a lot of things. I just think the bottom line is, is the Democratic Party doesn't really know who they are right now. I agree with that 100%. Uh, more so than the Republican Party. I agree with that 100%. Uh, I mean, the Republican Party might not be who we thought they were anymore. But they know exactly they, who the fuck they are. We know exactly are. who the fuck they are. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that the Democratic Party is kind of going through an identity crisis right now because of how badly we were beaten in uh, 2016. Uh, and not, of course, we weren't beaten. We won the, the popular vote, whatever. Um, but, like, I just think that there's in terms of, you know, who we fight for and oh, who are we a party for. And, like, you know, I mean, the strategy for 2018 was to go for suburban white moms and all that stuff. Um, which dope that worked out, but is that who we want to become the party for? Is that who our ideals are? Like, you know, like, is that the kind of candidate that we want to pick for 2020? Someone who appeals only like to that kind of vote? I don't know. I think those are questions that we got to think long and hard about, but sadly time is not on our side. You got a year. This time next year, we should be hitting it hard. We should be gunning it hard. Now, yeah, that that will be. Isn't this time? Or am, I, am I years? Max? Yeah. No, you're not. Twenty twenty is when the vote will actually take place. Yeah, this time but next year is when everybody. Next year we should be hitting it hard. This is when everybody is gonna. We'll know who's running for president by this time next year. We should be having democratic debates and Yo. Republican debates on CNN. Yo, let me tell you something. Mm. <laughs> let me tell you something. Mm. CNN. Were you trying to say C-SPAN? Nope, I was trying to say CNN. Okay, C-SPAN would be better. C-SPAN. I liked your CNN joke. Let me tell you something. CNN. I've, 2020 may not be the year, but you want to know what will be the year? I'll tell you right after the break. We back. Edgar, if I ran for office, mm-hmm. any type of office, mm-hmm. like, would you vote for me? Absolutely not. I know too much about who you really are. I also, I also would not vote for you. Really? Yeah, Jaquees, I know who you are. But I'm a, I'm offended right now. You shouldn't be offended. Uh, you should know that we know you very well and we know who you really are. wearing a Tom and Jerry t-shirt. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? That has a lot to do with it. Everything. What? Because what? we know that you're a Tom fan, not a Jerry fan. Hell yeah, I'm a Tom fan. That's Word. crazy. <laughs> no, nah, man. Did y'all did, did y'all actually used to watch Tom and Jerry? Yeah. Jerry was fucked up. No, he wasn't. Jerry was defending himself. Ter- Tom would be just chilling on the couch sometimes <laughs> drinking milk, and Jerry would come in no. and hit that nigga with a mouse no. trap. Go back and watch those cartoons. Go back and watch Jerry those cartoons. Every Jerry time. is a fucking every maniac. Time. <laughs> Tom, Tom is trying to mind his own business. Jerry instigates everything. Jerry time. is a goddamn maniac. I think we gotta maniac. look at who struck first. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is <laughs> this is how oppressed communities can't rise up. Jerry is because is a they guy. strike back, and then they're the ones who are punished for it. You know nigga, what I'm Jerry saying? is a maniac. He's people a wanna psychopath. Talk about, people want to talk about the oppressed communities hitting back, but they don't want to talk about the conditions <laughs> and the systems that led to them fighting. 
But also, okay, don't talk to me about riots when you're not talking to me about how you're policing those neighborhoods. Hey, man, we ain't talking about that. We talking about Tom and Jerry. <laughs> it's all the same. It's all the same. Tom and Jerry's about a police state. Jesus Christ. Uh, thank God people like you weren't watching cartoons in the 1950s. I mean, it's not crazy to think that those cartoons deeply like have subconsciously oh, they, they put did. Well, politics into it. Uh, not so much Tom and Jerry. Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Did. Not so much Tom and Jerry. Looney Tunes. Oof. Flintstones didn't as much. Jetsons kind of did. Their dystopia fucking future that they. That's not a dystopian future, Jeez. How do you figure? This, do you know what dystopian nah, future what it is? Okay, what it good. Mean? Nah, was... What it mean? <laughs> do you know? What if mean? you know, you know. But if you don't nah, know, don't. just say you don't know. Just tell me what it means. It's like a dark, evil, fucked up future. Well, a lot of people think that future was. Because one thing that a lot of people don't know is how do we get there? And Go read New Jetsons. And they portrayed the future as dystopian. But that's not what the cartoon was. Yeah, that's not what the cartoon was. The cartoon is but now, pretty well functional. Like, Children of Men, the only reason why I came at you is because dystopian future is, that's my shit. Oh, well. That's my shit yeah, for Yeah, a movie like Children of Men is That's a the true, dystopian future. I think. Blade Runner. Yeah, true, true, true. Jetsons was not the cartoon, but people are saying it is now because people are saying Everything that you couldn't see was all the, the part. Hope, the poor people. The poor and people <laughs> and all that okay, stuff down okay. below. All right. Mad uh, Max. Yes. So what we were seeing was the, the good, future that was given to people of class and yes. people okay. of money. Okay. And the shit we didn't see in the Jetsons was all of us down at the bottom in a burning That's fucking ground. That's a very dark take on that show. <laughs> it's a super dark <laughs> fucking take on the Jetsons. Uh, but anyway, because listen, listen, 2020, by the time 2020 gets here, September 2020, I will be 34, mm-hmm. which means by 2024, you could run for president. I can run for president. I can run for president. Well, I here's my advice to you: don't, uh, just don't, Jaquees. <laughs> Why? I know your life. Do you understand what I'm telling you? <laughs> but you know, Jaquees. Listen, now I get you. Your life becomes public immediately. Jaquise. I know that, but I ain't got, I ain't got that much shit to hide. All right, Jaquise. What what's in my, what in my life is going to tank me Jaquise, to the point? I'm not going to talk about your life on this podcast. What in my life is going to tank me to I'm the I'm not going to talk about your life on this podcast. Somebody will just have to see you drive once. <laughs> All right, but y'all talking about dumb shit. I'm nah, talking about yeah, but I don't know, Jaquise, I, <laughs> me I, driving ain't got nothing your, to do with. I know your with. car situation is very serious, but I've, I've thought about it all week from the story <laughs> that you told me, and I'm like, what do you mean y'all crash into each other while y'all broke for turning left? That's what I love to know, too. <laughs> That's what I love to know too. But I'll tell you what this means. Huh. I just found out that I'm not liable because he had hey, a stop sign and hey, I was going straight. Hey. <laughs> so, okay. 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 There yeah, you go. There you go. Yes. There you go. So regardless in anything, he ran a stop sign. That's right. So fuck that nigga. <laughs> right. Well, there you go. Uh exhibit B of why you will not be president. No. Yo, man, not, let me let me tell you something. Podcast. Most people would love to have a president. Like when Obama said nigga on TV or on whatever he Marin or whatever, so many people was like, "Ah, this is the Obama I was waiting for." And then he just said yeah, it. But once. he didn't do it when he was president. He said nigga while he was president. When? On Marin. I don't think he was president when he was on Marin. He was. He said nigga on Marin? Yeah. Are you sure? Positive. So can you look into that for me? Mm-hmm. Positive. I just listened to the episode like less than a year ago. And he was definitely the president. And he definitely said nigga. About two or three times. Uh, when else did he say nigga? 
Besides that, he said nigga, bro. No, he said it on Marin, because the everybody got mad that oh we shouldn't have a president who out here saying the nigga word. I think it was in 2015. So he was definitely president. Mm. But anyway, I think I want to launch a campaign. I do. Man, what he said it once. And That's can what I, I said. read the quote? That's Can what I read I said. the quote? Jakey's out here being like this nigga was just like, yo, my me and my niggas, he was all chilling. I want to read it. I did not say racism. That. <laughs> I just said he said the word nigga. Racism. <laughs> we are not cured of it. And it's just not a matter of not being polite to say nigger in public. If that if you go count that school book use of nigger. People were still happy. That, I, People were still happy. That's and also, control. I want also I want to point out that I was also right. He said it while he was a president. Yeah, he did. He said he <laughs> said it while he was essentially a lame duck president. He said it while he's still the president, still the president. And <laughs> listen, listen, say nigger. He uh, he was the forty fourth president to ever say the word nigger. <laughs> uh, oh, man. All right, I I would be interested to know what it takes. To officially launch a campaign to presidency, even if you know it ain't gonna go nowhere, how many people do you think launch a campaign to become president? On average, yeah, maybe like. Well, see, there's this whole like there's like the exploratory committee and right. all that stuff. I think like twenty people. Twenty people on both parties. There's like twenty people. That's not counting the other parties. How how do you need to be to be a vice president? You also got to be thirty five. I don't know if there's a role on how old you have to be to be. Vice I'm president. telling you, Edgar. If I in 2024. I'll be uh, 38. I'm going to announce my candidacy, and you're going to be my vice president. I will, one, I will not run ever. I will not accept that. You don't Please. have to run. I don't want. I just appoint you. No, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want I nobody in my life. I don't want none of that. I want to live peacefully, bro. Even this podcast, I'm like, okay, you know, once it starts getting big, <laughs> your hey, boy's going to be out the door. Hey, listen, listen, you're going to be the vice president. You want to know how many people... Uh, Tried to run for president in the 2016 election. How many? It's in the hundreds, I'm sure. 1,780 candidates had filed a statement of candidacy with the Federal Election Commission. I'm doing it. With 17 major candidates. Do it. I'm doing it. Well, one, if you announce me as your vice president when you just run it, <laughs> that's so crazy, bro. You didn't even get picked by a party. You didn't get the nomination or Yo, anything. Yo, how unorthodox would it be? That's not unorthodox. It's just Maybe. stupid. Nah, man. <laughs> Nah, dude, I already know, I, got, I know my future. I know my mm-hmm. vision, I mean. I know mm-hmm. my vision. Yo, would you rather not have, would you rather, what, what is it, Sophie? What is it? Why do you, Sophie, you do this 80% of the podcast where you, I say something crazy and you act like I'm the craziest fucking person in the world. Just in the room. Not in the world, in the room. Just yeah, in the room. room, no doubt about it. Jesus Christ. Jaquise, you talk about running for president. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously joking, guys. <laughs> it don't matter. It's still a crazy thing to say. <laughs> Jesus Let's move on, because now I'm upset. <laughs> You're upset and that I we don't, don't... want to vote for you for president? Yeah, I'm upset. I'm upset. <laughs> this is why you can't be president. <laughs> nah, I'm upset because y'all won't play along. Y'all just think I'm crazy. Yeah, I'm upset. Fuck, you know, I ain't running for shit. All right, great. Fuck the USA. <laughs> That's cool. You know what, Jaquise? Right now, what? according to the current standards of presidency, you're being real presidential right now. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> Let me act not presidential. Let me act like a sane person. But, you know, talking about respect and good ideals and good morals, Jaquise and I are on a mission currently. 
And that mission is... I ain't no shit. All right, well, Jaquise is in his feelings still, but (laughs) we're out here trying to find Sophie a mate. So, Sophie, this is going to be a running thing. We're going to be talking about this for a while. But Mm. we wanted to just briefly talk to you. What are you looking for? That's a very vague question. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Is that a vague question, Jaquise? Somebody she can shit on all the time. (laughs) Jesus Christ. This man is truly sipping out of a teacup upset like an old woman. <laughs> With his pinky up, too. With his too. pinky up, too. Yeah, he's like an old, like old black woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want my damn paws. <laughs> damn, see who I make greens for this month. <laughs> no one wants your damn greens. That's why, we, that's why we sitting here mad. Ain't nobody want your damn everybody greens. Everybody want my damn greens. No one wants your greens. When the last time someone had your greens? About two days ago. Who? My girlfriend. What girlfriend? The one I'm engaged to. You've been yeah, sick in the house. You've been sick in the house all day. I know the pastor won't my damn the greens. Pastor, no pastor don't even come around here no more. Pastor was at my house last night. What was he doing at your house? Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I love those videos on Twitter. People arguing with their, like, clearly demented dementia grandma. <laughs> Them shits make me laugh, bro. That shit's funny to me. <laughs> that is funny. All right, let's get back to Sophie's old whack-ass mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie, how old are you again? You are. You don't have to say. You don't. Have to, you we'll can bleep say it, out. but it'll be bleeped. We'll believe it out. How old are you? I'll be one, two, three, four, five, six. So you're a young woman. Mm-hmm. And that's, we're glad that that's established. Mm-hmm. But are you ready? I'm of age because you're bleeping it out. I'm yeah, of age. no. <laughs> but are, Sophie, you 17. Because you're not helping your campaign. Uh, <laughs> now you're being mean to a child. <laughs> that might help his campaign, to be honest. <laughs> that might make him more relatable. <laughs> um, where are you at, like, in your, like, dating life? Are you trying to settle down? you trying to just have fun with people? Like, what are you, where are you at? That's, that's a weird question. No, it's not. Um, it's helping us because, like... You know, for me right now, I'll be honest. I'm not trying to be out here in these streets fucking. You know what I mean? I'm I'm I'm, I'm slowing down. I'm looking for. Well, the I hope you're not. You dating somebody? But I'm saying, I don't think like I've told I told Anna like you know if we ever broke up, I'll just probably just turn celibate. Like I'm I'm too old out okay, here in no, these you streets. Won't. Yes, I will, bro. My man, two weeks before you and Anna started dating, you sat in my living room and said, "I'm not gonna date nobody for an entire year." That is correct. And then two <laughs> weeks later, you started dating. Anna. That's not. It wasn't two weeks. It I was. Said that? It was no. damn near about no, two weeks. No, because I was, was sitting in your living room when I got dumped by my last girlfriend, and I said, "I'm done." And that was maybe two or three months after, and I know that because she dumped me very quickly after my birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah but yeah. uh <laughs> But anyway, anyway. That's but that's a that's fair where question. I'm at. I'm do you want somebody Yeah, do you want somebody like are you trying to look for something more serious or I'm a very like relationshipy person. I'm a very monogamousy person. I, I've yeah. never been able to tell that from you because in the two years that I've known you now, I've we never seen you in a relationship. Two years. What is it? It's been like a year and some. I've known you longer we than rounded up. Our friendship is real. Uh, no, but I I've known you longer than Jaquise has known you because you were around when we were out there testing um Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist, yeah. So you know, we've worked together for a whole year on this podcast. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that I like him more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll be having this, the, the podcast. Wait, I bet you if Edgar said he wanted to be president, no, you would have been vo- fine. Can no, I just say one thing? I would vote for you over Edgar. Yeah, please. All that's right, a good so choice. back in my good graces. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good choice. Please. Uh, I don't want Edgar cannot. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah, no. I can't. Her aunt will be impressed. You know how many meetings I would skip because I was just in a bad mood? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, MP Edgar could probably vote. MP Edgar, yeah, could but not regular Edgar. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, like so you're a very monogamous person. Mm-hmm. So you're not looking to fool around. Uh, but you could be monogamous and just be, and not be exclusive. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You can be. <laughs> no, you can be monogamous. Monogamous. No, for all right. Edgar left the room, but let me explain myself. You can be not serious with one person and still be monogamous. and just be no, with that saying, one person. You're saying you could be in a yes, relationship with yes. somebody, but it's not like it's not that serious. It's not that serious, okay, right? That's not what you said, though. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Listen, I ain't got my presidential speechwriters yet, all right, to help me with my damn words. But you can be with one. You can be with somebody and it's not serious, it's not but you're serious. not fucking like yes. eight people. Yes, that is possible. But are you looking for something serious right now? So my last serious relationship was if I probably it's probably serious. That's what I, that's that's my guess on my, yeah, on my brain. Serious. Okay. Now, hmm, Chikisi, you have another question because I have another question, but it's kind of heavy. Uh, do you care about what? Do you care about his physical appearance? <laughs> um, are you trying to ask me if I have a type? Yeah. I don't, unfortunately. I kind of wish I did. I've actually never dated a guy of the same ethnicity more than once. Okay, but do you do you not want him to be short? Do you want him not to weigh more than 170 pounds? Do you want... I mean, I don't want to be physically crushed. Mm. Okay. Um, you think 170 pounds would crush you? I don't, no, 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 no. I mean, okay. just like, I just don't want to be like physically That's crushed. very hurtful. It's I'm, scary. I'm, I, we both would crush you. Yeah. yeah. I'm 210 pounds. Um, I thought it was 209. No, it's 210. I gained uh, it's Thanksgiving last week. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I mean, height. Is it important to you? I mean, I'm short, so I really wouldn't like somebody to be shorter than me, but I'm not like, I don't need somebody who's like 6'5". Okay, that's fair. Well, there goes Daryl Jim. Yeah, there goes. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never listen to this. He'll so. never listen to this. We, we've <laughs> chat talked to twice on this podcast. <laughs> we was the other time. I was making fun of like the whole Oscars thing. Oh where yeah, I was just yeah. Like, oh, congrats! I'm like, that didn't win an Oscar. He was just a backup dancer. <laughs> I love DJ. I love DJ. He's, he's a good guy. He's, he's a good, good guy. guy. Uh, anyway, um, all right. Now this is a very serious question, mm-hmm. and it's something I follow. This I want to shout out this podcast. We met at Acme. Uh, it's a dating podcast based out of New York. Uh, I follow her Instagram a lot because she puts up these very interesting questions. Like these yes or no, well, because they're polls, so they're yes or no questions. Mm -hmm. But it's really made me look at dating in a different light. But one thing that she always talks about is money and how important that is into the conversation and career. How figured out do you need this person to be career-wise? Because you're a career woman. So I can answer that question very easily. So my Mm. last relationship, we were in different phases of life, and that made it hard. Mm. So it's not necessarily like a a money thing, but it's very difficult to be in a relationship with somebody who is not living a similar lifestyle as Mm. you. So it's more of a lifestyle, not really a money thing. It's more of like if you're working – Cool. So no entrepreneurs. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, but you have a plan. No, 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 no. If they have entrepreneur on their dating profile, they don't got no plan. They're just entrepreneurs. Fair. So mm-hmm. you want someone who is developing their career. I want somebody who is in a similar similar state as me. Mm-hmm. And let's say, like, in terms of career paths, there's one through ten, right? Mm-hmm. Ten is like, you made it, you're there, you're living good. And then one is just like, you know, you're living on your parents' couch or whatever. And then no disrespect. You There's a lot of situations. You, you cannot live what number your, do you, you think you cannot live with your? But parents. what number do you think you're at? Because in terms of my writing career, I think I'm at a four or five right now. I'm 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 just getting into the. I might just be getting into the good parts. I might. 
I also have the room to stoop back down. But you, where do you think you are in terms of your career path? Um, I'm very independent. Yeah. Um, and very financially independent. Yeah. Um, I would give myself a five. A five? Come on, Sophie. You like a seven. You're like a seven already. I'm a tough grader. You're a seven. Mm, Sophie, I, I know I know where you're from. I know how you live. <laughs> you know how I live? I know how you Yeah. <laughs> you you know, take care of another animal. Oh, that's true. Okay, okay. Let's up me. Let's up me. Yeah. I have a dependent. Yeah, you have a dependent. I have That you could insurance. file all your taxes. Yes. Yeah. So, you're, so you would want someone who's at least at like a six or seven with yeah, you. If, if, if my dog doesn't like them, they out. Okay. Did he say any other could questions? Could you really not date a Celtics fan? Oh, fuck no. I could never bring them to my house. Okay. I could but, never bring them to my parents. But, like, my for mom, real. My mom would not let them. <laughs> for real. Like, I'm just letting you know, my mom like, would not let them in the house. Hey, well, that doesn't, if we're being real, that doesn't paint your mom in a great light. That's okay. <laughs> like, That's okay. That like, I'm the biggest Cubs fan I know. No and I dated no. a White Sox fan. Really? I did. For how long, though? That's for, disc- like, two years. That's disgraceful. Oh, wow. I tried to turn it into a Cubs fan. Well, that's awful. But, but then Listen, the one game we went to, the Cubs were winning by like seven, and we ended up losing that game. She was like, I ain't never being a Cubs fan, and I couldn't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't say shit. That's very funny. That's couldn't say shit funny. at all. Yeah, but you funny. really wouldn't date anybody if they were a Celtics fan. I get where Sophie's coming from a or little a bit. Or a Clippers fan. I get- a Clippers fan! I get where Sophie's going. No, from. no, I do not because I hate the Clippers, but because it's just their joke. taste is a big thing for me. Taste is. is a big thing, and if someone's taste is different than yours, that can be very difficult. Sophie's personality is based in her like of the Lakers. It's a big oh. part of who she is. It's a big part oh. of my family. It's not really yeah. like it's not really like a like it's it's how I grew up. It's how we're all close. You it's guys have you it's know how we're connected. Yeah, you guys have these seats that you pay for every year that you won't share with your black co-host. But I. You know, I um, or my or my white co-host or my white female or anybody. (laughs) Um, But I I think I get that. I do get that. One one last question for each of us, Jaquise. My last question is. I said I only get slightly grilled today. Yeah, no, this is the beginning. This is going to be a roadmap because Jaquise and I are going to take this information. We're going to go back and then we're going to think about some other things and come back. Mm -hmm. But the last thing is for me. What kind of family ideals do you want this person to have? Do you want them to want a family? Do you want need, a family? I, I need to have children. Okay. Great. That, that answers that question. Thank you so it's much. It's not a want. It's a need. Yes. I understand. All right. You need to have children. But, like, do you really want some dude to come in here on a first date that hot? No. <laughs> like, no, but no. I think if you're looking for something serious, it's like... That should be the kind of conversations that are on your mind in right. terms of like when you're being when you're being match made. I think mm. that should be something that you're thinking about. Yeah, it's weird to me because like I hear how old you are, and like I feel like the I feel like our relationship society is changing. Mm-hmm. Where back in the like back in the day, we all should be married by now, right? right I mean, I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm dead by now. You well, yeah, me and you would be dead by 21. But back in the day, <laughs> right, but I'm you would men- be married but by I'm now. I'm mentally like 65. Yeah, right. But I'm just saying where society is is changing. Where it's not like oh, you're 30, and you're not married with kids already, right? So would you let me give some background to that? So my parents met when they were like. 
18, 19. They've been together forever. Right. My brother, my only brother, hi, brother, Jake, you'll never listen to this, but hi, um, met his wife when they were like 20. Mm-hmm. So in my family's eyes, they're like, you're well. Late. But then I also think, Jaquise, you're right. A lot of people are more career focused. A now. lot of people are more career focused but now. But Sophie's already there. Yeah, I right. worked really, so, so I had a, a relationship. It ended and I literally flipped a switch and I've worked really hard to get where I am. Right. But my question, and I'm stable, you my know piggyback I mean? question to that is, mm-hmm. all right, somebody wants kids, and you say you want you want to have kids. If we, if a guy came and said, "Yeah, I do want to have kids, but probably not right now. I'm only 25, 26, but maybe in my 30s." Is that a cutoff too? Is that no? That's a thank you, Lord. Okay, uh, so, so it's you not you don't want to have kids right now. That's yeah, no. you don't want to have kids right now. You just okay. want somebody who can see kids in their future. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that explains that for me because I'm like, that's. To have that be in our world today, to have like be in, in your mid twenties and say, if somebody doesn't want kids, that's a turn off. Doesn't seem like you. Mm-mm. Okay, cool. I have one last question. Ask okay. Do you want this person's name to be Dan? Or I'm joking. <laughs> 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 uh <laughs> <laughs> Dan, we love you, Dan. Uh, do you want this person to be somewhat in an entertainment career or not at all in an entertainment career? Um, I would lean for not, but I wouldn't put it out like as a complete no. Okay. Just because okay. I know how tough the ups and downs are in entertainment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got one last question. It's a doozy. And I want to ask you after the break. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Culture Kings with Jackie's and Edgar, and we will be back. Breaks. I want to let everyone know that every podcast is a partnership. And like, and there is no such thing as a 50-50 partnership. There's always someone who carries more of the weight. And Jaquise Neal is that person. That's not true. Merch, Jaquise Neal. Mm. Podcast, uh, ad breaks, Jaquise Neal. That's a very Planning of topics, Jaquise Neal. That's not true either. Me, I just, I just kind of show up <clears throat> and I do my thing. This so sounds very I, disingenuous. That's why I said <laughs> I would vote for you over Edgar. This all sounds very disingenuous, and I want the crowd to know <laughs> what literally that what you just heard Edgar say is not genuine at all. <laughs> what? Anytime someone's like, "Oh, the merch is dope," I say that all credit goes to Jaquise. All right, that's the one thing, but the other shit you just said is not genuine at all. <laughs> what? Uh, you take every ad break except for that one week to prove someone wrong. <laughs> you stop taking ad. You breaks. can have the ad breaks, Edgar. No, I'm okay. You can have them. You can have them all. I don't need ad breaks ever again. All right. But what I do need is this last question. Mm. Do you want me to have a name you could pronounce? <laughs> That's a good way to ask about ethnicity. That's a very good way. I got it. Look, is that a crazy question? 100%. But is that the best way to ask about ethnicity? Yes. That is brilliant, Jaquise. That is a brilliant question. Nobody you... could pronounce my ex-boyfriend's name, and it didn't bother me. What okay. was his name? Uh, we're not going to speak his name. No, you can say it. We'll bleep him. it. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. 
I don't know. We just want to know his name. Yeah. You, was, was it Amadou Diallo? <laughs> yeah, that exactly. I'm sorry. It. That's my stuff. I apologize. <laughs> what did you say? Agbigabiabo? No, Amadou Diallo. <laughs> Do you know who that is? No. No, don't Google it. <laughs> You don't know who it is. Don't Google. We're gonna do this dating thing. We're gonna do like a dating game thing. Yeah, we're gonna bring in every person like once. You guys will kind of date. We'll be we'll be present for the date, which will be a little weird. But oh, are we gonna do it? Like, are we gonna have them have a blind date? Of course. Because I want to. Here's what I wanted. Here's what I wanted to do. I love that idea. Will you make Rice Krispies? No, No. not for some nigga I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, here's what what I say. Here's what I want to do. I love that. Like us being there for their first date. But I also am intrigued by having like dating style where we have oh, like we three have, different yes, dudes. Yes. So we could do that almost like love connection. Yes. Where we could do that and then like have and them then turn monitor. Around. Yeah. And then <laughs> she chooses the person. Am I blindfolded? For the dating yes, part, for yes. the game part. The but game then part. we'll have that the person you pick. We'll have them come back, yes. <laughs> and they'll do. We'll have your date. You better yes. ask live them on air. You better ask them if they're allergic to dogs. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good yeah, okay. point. Okay, they have to like dogs. They yeah, have to like dogs. Allergic, but like, ask them if they'd be okay if the dog's sleeping in the bed. Okay, that's a fair. Okay, question. that's fair. That's a fair question. That's fair. That's very fair. But also, because she is. Yeah, I mean, I get that it. Face. No, I get it. I get it. When Anna and I stayed in Florida, her dog stayed in the bed with us. You kicked the dog out of the room. When we had sex, we didn't have sex that trip. <laughs> we didn't have sex that trip. Uh, Can you tell I feel some type of way about it? I'm just kidding. Oh my God. I feel Yo. the tension. Let me tell you something, we were there man. for so brief. You know and a saying. lot, of, I I remember on one hand how many trips me and Jess took when we didn't have sex. It's, it matters. <laughs> Jaquise, I'm not riding on this train with you, Jaquise. Nah, nigga, we on this train. Nah, man, you giving me a ticket and I'm <laughs> saying <laughs> you can <laughs> have it. <laughs> a train arriving now. That's, That's nice. your breaking news <laughs> sound. <laughs> no, I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. Choo choo, choo choo. That's I wasn't also trying to very bad. I wasn't trying to make a talent. train sound. <laughs> I was trying to make the alert the train is coming sound. Either uh, way, either way, you're wrong. Jaquise, what? <laughs> no, you hear the truth when they alert that the train is coming, like the F train will be coming in yeah, five minutes. Yeah, but they don't go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. No, but you know, like, yo, you know, like the trips where you don't like have sex. If it's a vacation, yes, you it, definitely it, it remember. It weighs on you a little bit. You remember like, what happened? Not, what I'm not saying that you owed sex. No, I'm not no. saying that that's the only reason you go. But it's interesting that it didn't happen. Were you at her parents' house? Yeah, that's probably why. That's probably why. I I ain't gonna lie. I. When we first started dating, shit was great. Trying to have sex in the parents' house. Like, let's go to the bathroom real quick. So creepy. Oh, Y'all niggas acting like you ain't never done creepy. that. It's That's not, not creepy. It's not creepy. It's not creepy. I'll give it the proper label. It's like, why are you telling me this? <laughs> because I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, well, I also think Wally, you also, you, I think the dog had a big reason to do with it. Where it was just like, he, he was oh, like a heavy. So that's why you're judging me. It was a heavy breather. Yo, let and was that dying. dog be asleep. And I was like, this dog can sleep in the bed. It's dying. This dog's going to be dead soon. But also, Anna probably didn't want to have sex in her parents' house. I don't know. Maybe. I don't like your answer to that. What? This dog's going to be dead soon? That, Very uh, She's had that dog for like a long time. I'm saying. So what? It's going to die. You can look at it, that dog. Like, you know when the, the face starts? Yes, but like, shit. You know what I'm saying? Up. When the face starts like, like morphing? Don't say that shit. That's mean. Because now the face is like uh, bigger than the I'm rest upset. of the. <laughs> they get gray eyes. Yeah, and then the face just starts getting a little longer. 
<laughs> so basically, their face starts swelling up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it's I'm Bark- not voting for either of It's you. Barker's like, <laughs> <laughs> it takes three minutes to stand up. Yep, yep, yep. And be like, you want to go, go for a run? And the dog's like, whoop, whoop, two steps. And you're like, all right, we're done. We're done. That's it. Go back inside. Yeah, that dog pretty close. You got to bring the poop out of it. That dog is pretty close. That dog is pretty close. Uh, all right, yo, I want to end with this. Uh, this doesn't have to be a long segment, but I just want to end with this. I thought you wrote something pretty pretty beautiful and pretty dope on Twitter recently. Uh, not to put your business out there, but you recently just went to a friend's memorial. That is right. Here it is. All right, this is this is somewhat long, but... So you said on Twitter, this is Edgar Montplazier, 19 hours ago as of this recording, you went to a friend's memorial today. They put a lot of thought into the entire thing and made it very chill, friendly, and open-minded. No pastors, no black suits and tie. It was, wasn't overbearing at all, but I still found myself uncomfortable. It had nothing to do with the service. Again, it was so lovely and personable. If anything, it was the very nature of how I knew the deceased. We got fucked up together, smoked weed till our lungs were black, got drunk, went to the Warp Tour, played Red Bull and Vodka Pong. Uh, Pong? Oh, beer Pong? Mm-hmm. Both God. Red Bull and Vodka. Damn, nigga. Y'all was... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, man? I was young, bro. That's you insane. Want? I was young, too, and I still wasn't doing that. <laughs> God damn. Uh, so, back to, back to what you wrote. <laughs> so, when the parents asked for us to share our favorite memory of the deceased, I didn't come up blank. Many of the times we were together flooded my brain. They just all felt so inappropriate. It made me think of my own parents, how so many of the big moments in my own life involved things they didn't approve of, how the fellowship and kinship I've developed with some of my greatest friends were built around sharing a joint or a beer, how honest could people be if my parents were in attendance at my own funeral? Would they have to curb their memories of me, edit their own sentiments, Parents shouldn't outlive their children. This was the darkest reminder of such. Uh, that, that's that's interesting. Um, and I, I read that, and I was like, yeah, that's that's true, man. You there are a lot of you know. One of my best friends passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't gone through the unfortunate uh, process of that ever happening. But if that was the case. Like, a lot of the shit we did, especially growing up. Yeah. Especially growing up. Like, I, you can't, I don't want to say that at his funeral, but yeah. it is my memory of him. And it's and a it, fond and, memory. And it's a fond memory. Yeah. And it is, and there are fond memories of him. And in a lot of cases, it is who he was. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and it's, it's so weird to think, like, how much our families don't know. Who we are. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's weird. It's weird. And, and and when it comes to memorializing someone, even at that point, how much they probably wouldn't want to know <laughs> who, who that person was, uh, even if it's a positive memory, you know? Yeah. It's weird. I uh, And I do want to be very clear and say that for a memorial, um, this memorial is a little bit uh, it's a little bit interesting in the fact that it happened a few months after the person had passed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that there was a little bit of time to kind of debrief. Uh, I don't want to get too much into it, but the person did die of an overdose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the, the parents had some time to like wrestle with it a little bit. Again, this was a few months after the person had passed. Also on top of that, 
the person had passed away uh five weeks before anyone knew uh oh shit because it was an overdose and all that stuff and so nobody came to check on him no one no one weeks. could reach him or anything like that so like i think that there was a wow. lot for the parents to wrestle with already That's a lot and i think that because of that the parents are very open to whatever uh at the and not whatever but they're a lot open to a lot more uh mm-hmm. one of the things that happened at the funeral was we showed a uh pilot presentation that the guy was in um that uh uh was the sketch so the guy again i don't want to describe this person too much i don't want people to find him or anything like that but he was a a, a gay man who very much so was obsessed with hip-hop culture so they uh he was in this pilot presentation uh called uh being hood in the burbs where like he was him trying to be a rapper and all that stuff, and they played that at his service. Mm-hmm. So I think the parents were very open to it, and like you know they knew about his life and how he liked the party and all that stuff. But I still didn't feel comfortable. And this is my second time going through something similar to this when my best friend took his life. You know he was very much so a gay man, a very heavy drug user, and what really bothered me about his service was how little of who I actually thought he was was represented in it, but I understood why, right? Like, I mean, the fact that he was gay was very much so kept a secret. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, we didn't want to talk about, you know, his drug usage there because that was in part of how he took his own life. And uh, But a a time that it really came to a head was my father spoke at his funeral because, you know, this man is, like, basically a family member of mine, uh, was always at my house, and my dad was retelling this story of how one time my friend, and I'll say his name, his name is or looked at my dad and was just like, uncle, do you love me? And my dad was just like, yes, yes. And he's like, but do you really love me? And my dad was like, yes. And my dad told that story and said, this is evidence of how thinking about love and always thinking about, you know, how people cared about him and stuff like that. But in actuality, what was actually happening then was Dwayne had recently taken this drug called DXM, which is a drug that you can only take by taking active ingredients in certain cough syrups. And, like, you try to reach certain levels and stuff like that with it. And uh, he was fucked up out of his mind and was about to come out to my father in that state. Mm. So he was like, well, would you love me? And then he was about to say, would you love me even if I was? And then I, like, covered his mouth and I, like, rushed him to my room. And I was like, no, nigga, stay here. You're not allowed to talk to anybody anymore. Right. And continued to be fucked up for a few days after that because of how strong of a dosage that he took. Um, but it's so fascinating that there's that juxtaposition between those two memories. To yeah. my father, that is a moment where, you know. It, show, it showed. Uh, it, it's a positive moment for absolutely, him. Absolutely. Where if he knew the truth, it would probably. It would probably sour moment. that. It would yeah. sour that moment to know that actually this guy was tripping out of his mind and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, it kind of goes to just how willing we are to live in our own truth. Mm. You know, we've talked about that before, mm-hmm. where we're happy to live in our own ignorance. Yeah. Um, and in most cases. But then, you know, off this, do we, like, for instance, in your case, you have a responsibility, and I, I very much think we kind of do, to let, for instance, your father have that memory, mm. you know, absolutely. Uh, I, didn't, I mean, I wasn't gonna like you like, weren't gonna hey, say hey, yo, right, right, right. Hey, yo, dad, you're, you wrong, like, you right? Know I mean? Exactly. Like, um, but, but, like, you know, is there something wrong with your dad having that memory 
because it's a positive memory or because you know it's not the actual memory is you know so yeah. it's very it's really it's so it's such a weird and interesting like way to think of and the reason why it made me think of my own life is like you know like if i were to go mm-hmm. i feel like my parents would probably have a religious service and stuff like that but for anyone who knows me they would know that's not what you would want and that's so inauthentic to me right, right. like and and but like I don't, I don't I guess the question goes to, you know, who are those services for? Right. right? Like I didn't that yesterday was clearly for the parents. I think the parents were just trying to, you know, hear more about, you know, their son and and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the case of my friend, and this is very dark, maybe uh we'll bleep his name just because of how dark this is, but um I think it was very much so the parents trying to reckon with the fact that you know, their their son took his own life. And I remember this guy gave a sermon because, again, if you're familiar with any religion, suicide is a very punishable offense. Mm-hmm. Um, you, go to, you immediately go to hell. Yes. And I think even in, like, the old Catholic church, they would take your head off mm-hmm. of your corpse if you killed yourself. Um, that might not be true. I saw it in Kingdom of Heaven. Uh, <laughs> but, um... I remember funeral. Gosh, I had an opportunity not to say his name, but I said it again. Anyways, the pastor gave this sermon where he started talking about how positive and certain he was that in my friend's last moments of life, he asked God for forgiveness. Now, if you know how he took his life, 100% impossible. Mm-hmm. But why did he tell that story? Why did the pastor do that? It wasn't for me. It wasn't for, it's for the parents. It was for the parents. So the parents could feel comfortable in knowing that their son, like, you know, asked for forgiveness for this heinous, quote unquote, sin. But I don't know. That's the stuff that kind of, like, you know, strikes me with funerals and stuff like that. It's like, I don't I mean, who are they really fucking for? And, like, mm-hmm. you know, can you honestly celebrate someone's life? Like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I To the parents' credits of the one that I went to yesterday, that was fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. we just watched YouTube clips of him. Mm-hmm. That was fucking dope. We watched, like, like you know, uh, my friend put together all these clips and pictures of him and all this stuff. And then we watched, like, uh, he had been a, a contestant on an episode of, I uh, can't remember what that show was on, Nick. But, like, it was, like, one of those old game shows. Double Dare. It wasn't Double Dare. It was, like, the contestants. Well, I don't even know why I'm explaining it. It was, like, the contestants were trying to guess a secret that you knew. I'll and they figure it only... out. Yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And he was a contestant on that. So we watched dope. We watched that clip. I've and probably seen like the name because I've seen every episode of that fucking It was show. a very funny clip just to see him and like, you could see him as a child being yeah. like, that's the nigga that I knew. Yeah. And, and that, I like that. But then I, again, at times I feel like the way that some funerals are set up and how they are, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I feel you. I, I think that funerals, you asked the question, who are funerals for? I think they are for the people who are closest to the person who passed away to say goodbye. Yeah. You know? Um, and so in that case, they're they're not for anybody. They're for, they're just for, they're for everybody, uh, essentially, just to say goodbye to that person. And I think what you're describing is not wanting to ruin what you feel the memory for the people who you know also care for because yeah. like you care about this person and and, and maybe you know in hindsight or in 2020 you could say oh man 
would I want to? I would want to know this, you know, a story that I felt dear to me if it wasn't true, or yeah. know exactly who this person was because I just he deserves to have his memory known fully. Yeah, that's e- I I feel like that's a little easier to say when like we're on our side or anything like that. Um, but I also feel like you know it's hard to. And that point, when somebody is mourning a loss, to say, "Hey, the person you think you know, you didn't really know him." Yes, like that. That can be tough. That can be very tough. That that's tough, and and a lot of times it's probably not warranted. Not warranted. Not necessary. Uh, not, not necessary. Yeah. The person is gone. Yeah. Um, it's not our jobs to sully their memory for somebody else. Editorialize their uh, memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I thought it was an interesting point, man. I, you know, there's a lot of shit that I probably wouldn't want in my funeral bought up. Yeah. And, but by the same token, like, if it's a celebration of me, then everybody should be able to celebrate, yeah. you know? So, it's weird, man. It was, it was just a very interesting, yeah, interesting point to be in where, like, literally after the funeral, a few of us got together and were just like, Man, I want to tell this story. I want to tell this story, but we're like, we we didn't because of how weird it was. Right. I think also because, like, you know, it was an overdose. Right. That also kind of affected it as well. Yeah. Oh, interesting, man. Well, now that we have bought everybody's mood down and that's mm-hmm. listening, but mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. And we'll bring your mood back up. Yeah, we will. How? I don't know. But I, I thought about how and I quickly forgot. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you're crying. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like at this point it doesn't really matter, but we might as well. Uh, well, first I will say this. Um, yo, you have your memory of him. So even though you couldn't say it at his memorial, uh, it doesn't make that memory any less. You know that. Yeah. Um, and for anybody who has the same feeling that you have, yeah, man, you have those memories, and and that's that's how that person is gonna live forever. Um, in terms of you know platitudes and cliches, but they will. They'll live forever in your own memory. So yeah, keep that. Keep, keep that. that. Um, you know it is a memory. Will be a memory. The Chicago show we're about to do this week. We're literally about to leave in like three days. Yeah, I'm this. not. Uh, listen, Jaquise, uh, these uh, these blizzard warnings got me spooked, man. Mm. Uh, you you trying to make me fly into a storm, my guy? <clears throat> my man, you trying to you trying to experience a real Chicago winter? Uh, I have, and uh, mm. it was not fun. Can't wait, can't wait for you to. We I, gonna, I spent yo, a Thanksgiving break in a Chicago winter. Oh, really? Well, it you're was, about uh, to spend a December break in the Chicago winter, and oof. it's gonna be great. We got a pretty fun episode that we're kind of planning. It is. It uh, is. Not the Chicago show, but we, we got a pretty fun Chicago episode that we're planning. So that's going to be pretty dope. But listen, by the time this episode comes out, the show will be in two days. I feel like if you ain't got your ticket to the show at this point, you ain't coming. But if you want to come, tickets are still available. We still want to see you there. We're going to have some pretty dope-ass guests uh, if you listen to the podcast, yo, is this racist Andrew T and Tawny Newsom, who has been a guest on this show before? They're going to be on the show, and a pretty dope ass Chicago entertainer and activist Wardell Clark is going to be on the show. You know we're going to get wild. We're going to have a good ass time, guys. So come on out. 
and see your kings, meet us, talk to us, listen to us, all that good shit. Uh, I said this earlier in the episode, but now I finally see how this merchandise looks. This new merchandise. Mm-hmm. You got the Martin TV logo on your chest, Edgar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It looks nice. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Go get it. Go get some merch from us, guys. We would greatly appreciate it. That's pretty much all I got. That's all I got, guys. That's it. Yeah, tpublic.com slash culture kings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it on air so it can happen. Mm. This How Stuff Works mixtape got to fucking happen, y'all. It's got to fucking happen. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. So I want to be very, very clear. Because I know we got some fans out there who are How Stuff Works fans as well. They they cross-listen. They listen yes. to the zeitgeist. They listen to bastards. They listen to all that shit. The mixtape on me and Edgar's end is happening. If it don't happen, you ain't got to blame us. <laughs> ain't that right, Dan? Dan That's making right. beats. Dan making beats, y'all. He making beats for us. So we doing our part. So I'm putting the pressure on the Daily Zeitgeist. I don't know if anybody else. We got we to gotta get Iffy on there. I'm putting the pressure on all of them. We got to make this mixtape, y'all. What's going to happen December 25th? I think we should have a Loftus rap. We can have a Loftus rap. rap. We can have a Loftus rap if she'll do it. Mm-hmm. Tell her to do it. Time's running out. Time's running out. She should do a poem like the poem at the opening of Yay. Or a poem like the opening of uh, And Then There Was X. Today I thought about <laughs> killing you. That, that poem. She should yeah, do a DMX. It should be, it should should be dedicated to Twitter. She'd be, like, she'd be like, today I thought about hacking you. Yeah. Can uh, we go? We gonna get we gonna get a DMX type prayer from Iffy mm-hmm. <laughs> on there. On there. Uh, and you know we still waiting to hear that response from stuff they don't want you to know. But at this point, I think we killed them. <laughs> uh, so you know, I think I think the clear winners have emerged from that from that whole thing. Ladies and gentlemen, the only winners here is you, though. You're the winners. Because you listen to a full episode of Culture Kings. Jamie just texted me. That's so scary. Yeah. Well, she knows. She knows. She's she knows. ready. She's ready at Culture Kings Pod, ladies and gentlemen, on all social media. Patrick E. Sneal on all social media. At Awfulgram on Instagram. Edgar Montplazier on Twitter. Guys, it's been a pleasure. But I gots to go. So it's time to go. I had a deep cut because I forgot we weren't doing those anymore. But can't do it, so you'll never know what it was. Sorry. Sorry, guys. But guess what? We will be back.